Hey, fans, want new flooring and want it now. March is the time to buy at Floors to Your Home. Right, Brian Kahn? It really is, JMV. We have the state's largest selection of new flooring in stock. And we've just received additional truckloads of new hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. So we're marking everything down. Brian, I'm looking at some of your incredible deals. We always sell up to 50% off those big box stores. But for a limited time, you can get new flooring starting at just 80 cents a square foot. 80 cents a square foot, that's incredible. That's three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof starting under $350 at Floors to Your Home. And you can get it right now. We have over 1,200 styles in stock. Floors to Your Home is the place for the lowest prices anywhere in Indiana. I'm doing my whole house. Three very convenient locations. Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who has the lowest prices on flooring? Floors to Your Home. That's who. I should have stayed home and played with myself. What do you like to do? Oh, I don't know. Play chess? Screw? Well, let's play chess. The Indianapolis Colts select Anthony Richardson. Quarterback, Florida. Richardson going to take off and run. He's in there. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. The first career touchdown. Here's Halliburton into the front court. Mishandled it, but gets a shot. Hits yeah. it. Hits it. <laughs> John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Harris is the back. Trubisky under center. Unbalanced line to the right side. Uh, quarterback sneak. He lost the ball. It's picked up by Harris, and Harris scurries across the goal line for a touchdown. For review, the ruling on the field is changed to a touchdown. Yeah. He got it over. Just got it over. Rigoberto Sanchez gets his right foot into it. It's blocked. It's blocked. It's available inside the five. The Steelers jump on it, and they recover it at the one-yard line. Trubisky out of the gun. Ball on the right hash. Harris the back to the right side. Trubisky going to throw to the left in the flat that's a catch and a touchdown third down and a long five for the Colts Indianapolis today two out of four on third down Minshew out of the gun ball between the hash marks backing to throw steps up in the pocket angles to his right looking for something to develop down the field giving ground fires upfield it's caught Pittman down the near sideline 20 15 10 tight roping the near side and he's out of bounds inside the 10 Another RPO looking left is Minshew. Floats it left side to Moss. Moss at the 10. He's at the 5. Angling for the pylon. we got a flag at the end of the play. And it is ruled a touchdown very, very late. RPO, Trubisky rolling to the right. Setting up, taking a shot downfield. The ball is fluttering in the air. And it's picked off by the Colts. It's Nick Cross. Cross on the return. 20-25. And it's decked short of the 30-yard line. Minshew. In the pocket. Here comes the pressure. Stands in there. Throws Got upfield. It. Caught. Got There's it. the five. It's a touchdown for the Colts. This time they get in, and it's DJ Montgomery. Trey Sermon, the back left of Gardner Minshew. Drops the throw on first down. Over the middle. Got it. Caught it, and it's a touchdown. touchdown. Mo Alley-Cox. Trubisky on first down. In the pocket. Hangs in there. Throws off his back foot right into the breadbasket of the Colts. They're on the return. 45. They're at the 50. Into plus territory go the Colts. It's Julian Blackman with the interception. Again, our final score, it's the Colts 30, Steelers 13.
That's a Matt Taylor, Rick Venturi right there. I thought, honestly, that that game on Saturday was absolutely outstanding. And the roller coaster ride continues. But on Saturday, it was the good part of it here. Welcome into the show. The ride with JMV in studio today. As always, we thank you for joining us. 30 to 13. And what you witnessed was the Colts flipping the script on the Steelers. The Steelers had had really uh, in in any situation here in Pittsburgh, they have had the advantage and the ownership of this matchup for such a long time. And the way that this game started, you kind of felt the same way, right? Thirteen nothing. You're thinking, ah, here we go again. And then all of a sudden, some plays were made, both sides of the football. And in the second half, you saw something. In the second half, you saw something that you haven't witnessed around here in a long time. And you saw a Colts team manhandle a Steelers team. I know early on again, T.J. Watt was that wrecking ball that everybody was concerned about. And you thought, here we go again. Because your lasting memory was in Cincinnati last week, and you saw how that went. And then the Colts put it in gear in the second quarter. I just thought the second half, the level of bully ball that was being played by the Colts against the Steelers was the kind that we had witnessed in the past, only you're just flipping that thing around. Now, incredibly impressive in that 30-13. to 13. And I know what you're saying. The Steelers aren't that good. Mitchell Trubisky stinks. All that is true. But as I mentioned to you, you shouldn't give a damn about any of this. You just want to see this team continue to win. That was as solid as a must-win situation as you can come by. Now, make no mistake, nobody's going to feel good about where you are right now because you basically got other than Jacksonville losing, and we'll get to that scenario in a second. But other than that, you didn't get any help on Sunday. You know, I mentioned this, and I mentioned this again on the pregame show on Saturday to the guys. I said, it is fantastic when you're able to play on a Saturday and you get a win, and then you're able to sit back and relax, and then watch all the foobar that happens, hopefully, to those that are around you, those like teams. Now, granted, that nightcap, that happened to the Broncos, and then you had Sean Payton yelling at Russell Wilson, and that was pretty funny. But yesterday, none of really, other than that Jacksonville loss, and and really, three of those games went down to the two-minute warning and you were feeling good. The only thing you didn't feel good about were the teams that were trying to get those wins, like the Bears in Cleveland, for example. You just knew that they were there to screw it up. They can't even get lucky right. I guess other than their position going into the offseason. Hallelujah. Yeah, the Titans, the Titans had the old... Oilers uniforms on. We're going to stick it to Houston. They're in town. And then they end up losing to Case Keenum. They about get their rookie quarterback killed. So that didn't help either. It was just in Buffalo. Buffalo's another one with Dallas. You had the Cowboys in there late afternoon yesterday. That was uh, not helpful, although there was uh, nothing within question in that one. 
you knew where that bad boy was going the entire time. And then you go back to Saturday, the game before the Colts and the Steelers, the Bengals were on the ropes. The Bengals were on the ropes, and then T. Higgins had just an incredible catch and stretch for the touchdown. And, yeah, the Vikings lose that thing on the road. The Bengals win. So not a lot of help, but the Colts doing what the Colts need to do, and that's win football games. And now you see Jacksonville. It's interesting. Now you've got a couple of different things we can talk about, and I'm sure we will over the course of the afternoon. Stephen Holder is going to join us of ESPN coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. But now you're looking at not just getting in by virtue of a wild card, but getting in and maybe being able to play a home game. How about division champion? There is a lot that needs to happen. And before it all, you've got to win all your games. But why can't they? Why shouldn't they? Why couldn't they? Atlanta against Vegas, and then you get Houston here. If you watched Jacksonville last night, not only did they lose, but they also have Trevor Lawrence in concussion protocol. That is still where C.J. Stroud resides, even though Houston got by with Case Keenum yesterday in Nashville. And I'm not going to suggest that this is all opening wide for nobody but the Colts because there's a lot of teams right now with similar records that are going to be fighting for playoff position to fight to get in. So what you have to do is you have to do what you can do, and that's take care of yourself. That's why we all talked about, talked about that on the pregame show on Saturday, talked about that last week, and sometimes that gets lost in the shuffle of me while talking about this all the time. But you had to win that game. Can you imagine if you lose that game what we're talking about today? It is serious doom and gloom. In Pittsburgh, it's about, hey, Mike Tomlin has outlasted his time and Mason Rudolph is going to be the starter for the remainder of the year. I mean, you went to where you are right now. What is it, a 50-plus percent chance to make the postseason down to 19? If you lost that on Saturday, you just could not afford it. I'm going to give you fans a shout-out. You can tell. If you went to that game, I had so many people tell me after the game, you know what, that was the most exciting, most fun, most enjoyable game that I have been a part of in a long time. And I gather from what you're saying is there is just a relative thirst here, no matter how you do it. By all means necessary, just get into the postseason. You know, you're making these December games count is fantastic, but just get into the postseason and you can see what happens because really you look around and, and there's nothing that's etched in stone. Wait a minute, what about San Francisco and the NFC, JMV? Look how good. Yeah, but what San Francisco, was it a month ago they had a three-game losing streak? Well, wait a minute. Remember Dallas? Remember how great Dallas was? And they got disposed of easily yesterday afternoon. The same goes for the Eagles, not to mention the Kansas City Chiefs. And this thing is just a ridiculous jump ball. Who can make those plays? I love the Colts' offensive line in the second half. Again, doing something to the Steelers that normally the Steelers had reserved to do to the Colts. Running the football. Chipping away at the clock. There are things you got to get better at, things you got to get right. I know everybody's concerned about Matt Gay. Got to get that consistency back. 
But that was impressive. That was fun to watch. And I love the fact that the crowd was so incredibly engaged. And maybe the best part about it is that crowd was heavy with urine-colored towels waving. And that type of game, that type of performance, really after the second quarter on, really exclusively in the second half, that type of game quiets everybody down. Nobody's waving the urine-stained cloth any longer, are they? Everybody is just shutting the blank up. That's exactly what you wanted to see happen. And in fact, you can tell with Colts fans, you're absolutely starved. Really, not even just Colts fans. But fans around here in general, they are starved for something like this. I mean, look what that Vegas trip did for everybody. Got a packed field house to watch it on TV. But you got to be careful. You got to be careful that you don't hose yourself because you're watching the Pacers go through a self-hosing right now. I know they had to travel and everybody's tired and I got this little bitty violin that I'm going to play for you right here. I know everybody's tired. Everybody's hurt. When people believe you to be, especially your fan base that's been chasing this carrot for a long time, believe you to be legit. They can sidestep a loss in Milwaukee on Wednesday with the uh, circus that was in town afterwards. You can look at the second of a back-to-back where they were stuck in D.C. overnight, Friday to Saturday because of something going wrong with the plane, didn't get there until Saturday afternoon. You play a half, and then clearly you ran out of gas in the second half to the uh, best team in the, uh, the Western Conference so far, the Minnesota Timberwolves. But what you cannot do, you cannot look over and you cannot on any level excuse that garbage that was Friday night. And again, you got Pacer fans that even in December are chomping at the bit to believe. And then unfortunately, you have the Pacers. And I'm not talking about Milwaukee. I'm not even talking about Minnesota. And we'll see what happens against the Clippers tonight. But you have them now wondering if we're talking about Pretenders, I'm not suggesting you're going to win the East. But compared to what you thought they were in that loss over a week ago Saturday to the Lakers in Vegas, compared to what you believe them to be right now, that's one win later over Detroit last Monday. And I'll even again, I'll sidestep Wednesday in Milwaukee. I'll even do it in Minneapolis on Saturday. But there is no reason. No way you can rationalize or excuse how you lose to that three-win Washington team with that crap hole performance on Friday night. That's how everybody jumps off the bandwagon. I just explained to you why everybody wants to be on it and how everybody with the Colts is ready to hop on it, and they did so Saturday night. Well, you saw on Friday night with the Pacers why people would say, yeah, you know what, maybe I'll go ahead and get off until further notice. That's what you do. People always ask me, when you say these teams are jacking around, what do you mean? That's it. From the second quarter on, just a listless performance, both offensively and, as always, basically defensively. That's what you cannot have. So I'm with you. If you could ever get both these teams on the same page at the same time, you might have something. So the Pacers get a little bit to prove later on tonight. We'll see if Halliburton plays. We'll see if Turner plays. 
I know the uh, the G League guys. I think Jarris Walker and Ben Shepard are going with the G League to do something. So, I, hell, I don't even know who's going to play tonight. Give me the heads up call. <laughs> I got, got my shoes on. I'm ready to rock right here. So incredibly disappointing that was. And again, I'm just talking about one game in particular. When you think about it, you've got the Hornets, you've got the Bulls, the Raptors, and the Blazers. Those are four bad home losses. And then you couple that loss in Washington on Friday night right there with it. Five bad losses that you have to try to make up for. Did a good job of it. Two wins over Milwaukee. That's fantastic. A win over Boston. That's terrific. But you continue to shoot yourself in the foot when it matters the most because once you get into January, that schedule is going to toughen even more. And you just question how tough this group is on both ends of the floor. It To me, and this is just me, and this is something I always want to see them get over, they, they flourish and they've got to feel good when they're playing well. But when they're down in the dumps, they easily – kind of float away. So, I, I don't know. That coaches will tell you it's toughness or whatever other baloney they're going to give you, but that's just what I see. And it's easy to live in that world. It's easy to live in that world of success. And to live in that world, you've got to bring it every single night. And that's why when you look back at Detroit a week ago, I thought, that's good. Detroit's the worst team in the league, but that's yeah, tough to motivate for, and the Pacers did just that. But since that point in time, it has been highly disappointing, and we'll see if they can get over on that against the Clippers coming up later on tonight, of which that is why we bail at 5.30. Colts Roundtable, 5.30 till 6.30. Mark Boyle, voice uh, on radio of the Pacers. Pacers and Clippers coming up, and we'll follow the stories regarding who is going to end up playing in this game. Tyrese Halliburton didn't play on Saturday night. Uh, Miles Turner's got a bilateral hamstring soreness or something happening too. And you already have Andrew Nimhard and Jalen Smith listed as out. Got a lot of work to do. A lot of proving. Long season to prove things. Don't get me wrong. But that was highly, and I mean highly disappointing it was this past week. And then you compare that to the Colts this time last week we were talking about how disappointing they were. And then they went out and they stuck it to a team that has been giving them the business for a long period of time and did it in the fashion in which that team had been doing to them. That is what you take away from it. Or at least that's what I take away from it. Yeah, hopefully you do as well. Uh, This portion of the show, as always, brought to you by the Shane Company. Fine jewelry since 1929. Shane Company made to shine. I've got a lot of time for you. 239-1070. Email the address is jmv1075thefan.com. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live. I'll see you guys lurking in there as well. Busy week. And I'll tell you where we're going to be coming up later on, too. Thursday and Friday on the road. But let's not forget the weekend that was college. And I just, I can't get myself to go here. And I know what you mean. Like with with Purdue, that's what you expect. And I know that you still wait on Purdue to do it in the NCAA tournament. I gather that. But it was a game like Saturday or games like the Maui Invitational. That's what you've come 
to expect out of Purdue. Now, again, they still have some proving to do as well. Don't get me wrong. And great win over Arizona. For those of you that were either there at a great environment or watched that thing on Peacock, wherever you might have been, fantastic game. Really talented teams, no doubt about that. And Purdue right now, the way you look at it and their resume is outstanding to this point. And then you go to Bloomington, and it's really hard for me, you know, just kind of like it is still with Purdue, you're, you're waiting, right? You're waiting until March. But with IU, even with this group, and even if you want to say, well, they're growing, and they're young, and they're this, and they're that, and I realize what they lost from a year ago. They lost a dude in Trace Jackson Davis that I always lauded because he was always there and gave you big numbers, but a hardcore number of those IU fans made fun of the dude all the time. I never really understood it, and certainly I would assume you miss it when it's gone. But what you really miss, and that really hasn't reemerged is being able to win really regardless of the personnel, a game like that on Saturday at noon in Bloomington. I know Kansas is good. They're second ranked. Hall was rocking. You get out to a double digit lead, had a double figure lead in the second half and you just simply put can't close. And that's kind of where you are with IU right now. I don't know how many people have a feel good about, well, they were close against a good team. That's the feeling I want to get back. Well, they beat a good team. Regardless of the personnel, if they were stacked like it's 1992, or if they were rebuilding somewhere in the mid-90s, whatever, so-called rebuilding, wherever it is, in Assembly Hall, in that environment, against a team like that, as an IU basketball fan, especially the older generational ones, you just, you have been bred to understand, to expect more. And that was the disappointing aspect. Like, to me, it's hard for me to sit back and go, well, great, you know, they were close, but, and it's the same kind of thing you're dealing with Purdue. I mean, the resume, the pre-Big Ten, but really, they don't punch a clock with their own fan base until March. Still a fantastic weekend for them, and clearly Mike Woodson and company are still searching. All right, we got a lot to talk about. I want to work you guys in. I got a lot of time for you. Stephen Holder coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. James is back today. James, have you looked? Do we have anything to give away whatsoever? Are we empty again this week before Christmas? We are empty again. We are empty again. I come to you bearing zero gifts. <laughs> but it's the week before Christmas. What are we doing here? Don't we wrap something up tight, put a bow on it, give it away nicely, right? I mean, you would think. For the future? Don't we do that here? What are we doing? It's a James over there. James has got your calls. Again, anything Colts? I'm on top of it for you. Uh, regarding the Pacers, Pacers, Clippers coming up later on tonight. We got you covered there and collegiately. Oh, by the way, to Indiana State, 10-1. and one. I think Sycamores get Tennessee State coming up here in the next couple of days at home. I could be wrong about this. And I believe they don't play again until, when's the 30th? That's a week from, week from Saturday, right? The 30th? Yeah. 
They go to Michigan State. Michigan State and then the the official long-term start of the Missouri Valley. Nah, seriously, downtown was awesome on Saturday. That's just that's a great feel. That's what it's supposed to be like around here is that. That's what we're good at. I say we, I have zero in it. None. I say, hey, that's what we're really good at, and I don't lift a finger, right? But certainly that's what this community, that's what this town is known for. And you guys hit it out of the park. That was one of the best Colts crowds. And especially with your ability to shut up the Steeler fans, which were many in that building on Saturday, congratulations to you. The urine-stained towel waivers had to sit down and shut up, and that made it even more beautiful, didn't it? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I don't like them either. Even more beautiful. All right, quick break, and we shall return. Um, RIP to one of the best players, generationally speaking, really of any generation, Eric Montross, who passed away. I think uh, eight months ago, diagnosed with cancer and then passed away. It was announced earlier today. Eric was 52. Way, way, way too young. Uh, Not only an incredible talent, if you remember his days back at Lawrence North and at North Carolina in the NBA with the Celtics, among others, but also just a, a really nice guy. Really nice guy. We need more nice guys, and we sure as hell need nice guys to hang around a lot longer with us, be with us, celebrate with us than that. Uh, R.I.P. to Eric Montross. All right, quick break. We'll come back. We'll load up those phones, talk with you coming up on the other side inside the lounge via YouTube Live. We'll get to you coming up as well. I mentioned a busy week, Thursday and Friday on the road in a place where I have not been in a long time. Tell you about that uh, coming up here a little bit later on as well. The stream, the app, it's HD Radio. If you have that in your car, truck, or van, I'm telling you, it it sounds fantastic. You'll love it. You can also find us via FM, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Back with your calls next. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. You just got your asses whipped by a bunch of damn nerds. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Third down and a long five for the Colts. Indianapolis today, two out of four on third down. Minshew out of the gun. Ball between the hash marks, backing to throw. Steps up in the pocket, angles to his right, looking for something to develop down the field. Giving ground, fires upfield. It's caught. Pittman down the near sideline, 20, 15, 10. Tight 
Roby the near side, and he's out of bounds inside the 10. His momentum takes him out down to the seven-yard line. Gain of 42 yards for the Colts, and it's Michael Pittman Jr. A big play to set up the Colts first and goal. That's Matt Taylor, everybody. I'm John, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Because later in the game, Michael Pittman Jr. took a hit by DeMonte Casey that took him out of the game. Uh, as we watched, and was a frightening hit. Now, as a result of that, Casey has been suspended without pay for the rest of the season. Even if the Steelers were to make the postseason, you're not going to think about that. They should be done. Five unnecessary roughness penalties in 2023. I believe the total is upwards of nearly $60,000 in illegalness. And then you factor in that he's not going to get paid the remainder of the season. That's something. That is something. Michael Pittman Jr. is a dude, though. We had him on a couple of weeks ago. What was he doing out duck hunting? (laughs) Which is awesome. But he is a dude. Yeah. He was already going to get this contract extension, and he should because they love him over there, and they should love him anyway. And I know we're always going to end up getting some suggesting that he's not a number one. Why He's going to get paid. He's going to get extended. And then Chris Ballard can go out there and also get somebody else. It's not that hard. Or at least it's not that hard for me sitting here telling a professional it's not that hard. Hey, professional general manager, you know me. I'm a clown sitting here. It's not that hard. It's not that hard in terms of why you bring this guy back. This guy is the fabric and will continue to be for this team. This is how you want this team to be. That is him. And you don't let guys like that go someplace else and take that with them. And you can argue all day about the lack of blazing speed. You can argue all day about number one versus number two, but that is the dude that you want a part of your team. I don't want anybody using the term culture ever again with the Colts if this guy is in the future not a part of it or you believe him not to be a part of it because you are crazy. You should be fine too, like Casey. That's a true story. That is pretty easy. Hey, JMV, the Colts have no choice but to bring Minshew back at this point, right? I don't know why you would think about doing anything else, especially considering is you don't know. Again, this is conversations down the road. You just don't know when he's going to be called upon again. I thought he had a fantastic game on Saturday, too. Really all the way around. Offensively, offensively, that was, right? That's what you want. That's what you want to see. Is it not? Could you put that down as a blueprint? What do they call it now? Cheat code? Could you put that down as your cheat code as what you want to see? Isn't that for this team and this offense, you know, considering considering those that are out? I'm, by the way, assuming Jonathan Taylor comes back this weekend, right? Is that too much to assume? But considering this team and what you saw on Saturday, that's that's perfect, right? Wasn't that perfect? Well, I know there was a drop pass here. 
But wasn't that what you want to see? For this team right now, there's no doubt you want to see it get better. You want to see it become more prolific, but that's this team right now. It's my thought. So, yeah, Kay Adams, no doubt. Shout out to Jim McCann. He's listening live in McCordsville, and I'm hoping Jim McCann with a JMV Takeover shirt on there, rocking that, can either join us at Britain Tavern on Thursday for our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots or Friday at Twin Peaks, Bud Light Blue Friday. So either one, Jim McCann and a fantastic, not just this show listener, but station listener and JMV Takeover listener from Southern California. I'm telling you what, we get great numbers too, both online and through you all listening, and he's a big deal with that. We thank you and happy holidays to Jim McCann. We'll look for you coming up on Thursday or Friday. All right, 239-1070 is the number. We got a lot on the plate here. We'll clear it with you, your thoughts, and more, whether it's the Colts, Steelers, uh, the Pacers, and their situation since Vegas. Clippers coming up later on tonight or collegiately over the weekend. We have you covered. Anthony is at 239-1070. Hello, Anthony. How are you? Love the show. You guys uh... – uh, sorry, I think I started too soon. Do I do I tell uh, it like it is? Would you suggest oh, I yeah. tell it like it is? Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you very much. More so than uh, a lot of places that uh, I've listened to. But uh, I would like to say that I uh, love your guys' show. Uh, both you and Jimmy do an excellent job. Um, and I would like to uh, talk about the Colts. I've uh, got a question about a couple guys that have uh, been on IR, and I was wondering, uh, Jelani Woods, have you heard anything at all about him coming back this season? At this or? point, he is a myth. At this point, I don't God. know if he is real. <laughs> he just, not, yeah, no, he's actually real. He is not a myth, but he is not healthy. Um, he's had more hamstring injuries, I guess, in in over the last six-month period than any human being ever. So, yes, until I I will suggest this until we see him again. He is nothing at that position but a myth. Gotcha. Yep. Um, And and then Jonathan Taylor, have they uh, given any updates on his return yet? Because I know he's not on IR, but he was out for the last three weeks and uh, hoping he'd come back this week. I am going to fair a guess that and maybe I'm going above and beyond here. But I'm going to fair a guess that it is about time for his return. I don't have that on good authority. Again, that's just me guessing. But I am going to guess that it's just about time for his return. Gotcha. And then I do have one question on the Pacers. Yes. Um, what in the heck is going on with them? Are they just burnt out this early into the season? Or um, is, it, is it just schematics or just – coincidence that they've not been playing as good since they lost that in-season tournament. They are an inconsistent bunch. They're an inconsistent bunch, and and it's it's weird, right? It seems like that most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, they, they, can, they can get up, and they certainly got 
up for those in that whole in-season tournament in the NBA. But the fact that in five games this year, they have played down to the worst of the worst. I can only come by an inconsistency, and and this is going to sound lame. This is going to sound like any cliched coach that ever coached in the state of Indiana, but they always say, hey, defense travels when your offense doesn't. Well, their offense is always there, but rarely, if ever, does their defense travel, and it puts more pressure on their offense. And I think in tune, what you've seen is this team, suffer greatly in that capacity. I mean, they they made the Wizards on Friday night look like the stinking Celtics offensively. It was flat embarrassing. So it it is just a very inconsistent team. They've given us moments to get really excited, and you thank them for that. But this fan base around here deserves and certainly wants more than what we have seen with the down portions. And they have five games that they're actively trying to make up for to losing to a much lesser bottom-running type of team. And um, that Friday night was bad. I, like, I'll give you a great example. Minnesota on Saturday, all right, so the plane's late. You don't get there until Saturday afternoon. You're tired. You've been on the road forever. Yeah, whatever. Minnesota's the one out in the West, but there is nothing, I mean nothing you can excuse for that joke of a Friday night. And they've got five jokes so far in the loss column on their schedule, and the schedule is going to get much more difficult coming up in January. So that's it's just incredibly inconsistent, and I know people around here want more. You deserve it, and hopefully they give it to them. Now, is this an Indiana local sports thing, or and maybe I'm just overthinking it, but – both the Colts and the Pacers seem to play down to the level of their opponent instead of playing, you know, to their own standard more often. Than oh, not. I, I think that's definitely that is definitely something the Pacers do. I mean, we we yeah, have seen way too much of that to suggest. That. Yeah, they they definitely play down to their competition. There's no doubt. I I just I think that there are so many teams that are like the Colts. Right? Does that make sense? Like yeah. they're kind of in that general. You can see by the records right now. You got so many teams in that vicinity right now that it maybe, and, and especially it's it's tough for the Colts up until that Bengals game to play down to the schedule that they had had because that schedule the teams they've been playing have been really bad. Not Tampa looks better now with what they did in Green yeah. Bay yesterday, but all in all, it has not been a difficult schedule whatsoever. So I, I don't think the Colts do that as much certainly as we've seen the Pacers do it. Fair enough. I appreciate your time, JMV, and you guys have a wonderful holiday if I don't talk to you before. You call any time, and thank you very much. How do I hang up this phone over here? Did you do it? Oh, how do I hang it up? I'm just looking at it over here. I got it in front of me, believe it or not. I could try to hang it up. Oh, he hung up. We're good. Oh, he did? I'm looking at it right here. I got a screen in front of me, which makes me feel fantastic. Thank you very much. Uh, This is for Gritty. Gritty's inside the lounge via YouTube Live. JMV with no quality non-conference wins. Is there a chance that IU basketball makes the tournament? The Big Ten isn't very good. I, I there they lost a huge opportunity in a big way on Saturday. It is going to take an effort of which I would not expect from what I have seen from this IU basketball team right now. If that makes sense. Put yourself in a good position, and then you're unable to close. And I know I like blaming officials sometimes, especially the NBA officials, but 
was watching that game on Saturday. You had everything working for you until the end of the game, and you didn't. And they're in, in, in terms of this, Jennifer, in terms of getting into the NCAA tournament, they are in what we would say in southern Indiana, a heap of trouble is what they're in. And no quality work in there. All right, 239-1070. Before the break, Adam is up next. Hello, Adam. How are you? Hey, how are you doing, Jamie? Great, Adam. Go ahead. Hey, happy Victory Monday. Belated happy birthday and happy holidays. Also, what a great Colts win. I was there. Uh, it, the environment was electric. I mean, it blew yeah. the roof off. Completely agree. And that's just what I mentioned. You get fans chomping at the bit. It was it was electric. electric. It was exciting. Uh, it was fun, enjoyable. At the same time, you guys got to shut up all those Steeler fans in there. I mean, it was awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was as good an atmosphere as I can remember in a while. Definitely. I was like 14 rows from the field when I seen that guy hit Pittman and he got ejected out of the game and all the Steeler fans in front of us, we were all like, sit down, quit waving the towel, you know, da da da, da. I mean, it was great. Yeah, he was awesome. That's exactly what you're looking for, too. Now you're looking for three more to where you can take care of your own because that's what it's going to take. I I think it's going to take that Houston game. It's going to come down to that, to me, the way that everybody's yeah. playing around them right now. But if you take care of what you can, then it, uh, it, it should be good. But, again, I'm not going to suggest it's easier said than done because this Colts team, as I've talked about, is very roller coaster esque. And we'll see what happens coming up on Christmas Eve on Sunday down in Atlanta. But Atlanta looked horrible and losing to Carolina. Get the Raiders. Yep. We know how they've looked. And obviously, that big one of the Houston left. So. And all I'm saying, I'm going to use your word again. It was a sports arousal. I took a friend of mine <laughs> with me, never been to a game, and she loved it. I mean, she says, This is awesome. Thanks for taking me. It was a great time. Was she impressed with your sports arousal, too? Oh, definitely. Nice. I mean, I was standing up. I was teaching her to stand up on the third downs, wave the, you know, when we get a first down, wave the arm. Uh, oh, yeah. I love it, Adam, man. Call any time. Appreciate you very much. The sports arousal should be long-lasting. I mean, seriously, what? I want to make sure I get this right. What is the uh, what's the man pill stuff that's from uh, Lily around here? I know one. Is that uh, Viagra? Is Cialis a Lily? C- Cialis is one of those. I better pills. say Cialis, I guess. Right? Yeah, that's awesome. That's what you guys have been looking for too, and you've been without it for so long. I mean, it does. It's like times ten when you're a part of that, like you were on Saturday. Job well done, however. All right, quick one. We'll come back. Stephen Holder is going to join us coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. As usual, our Mondays and the football recap brought to you by the Shane Company. Fine jewelry since 1929. Shane Company made to shine. Your call, Stephen Holder, still to come. And remember, too, you may want to hustle up on this because we got to bail at 5.30 for Colts Roundtable and then Pacer pregame. You get the Clippers and the Pacers at the Fieldhouse coming up later on tonight. A little redemption is what you're looking for from the blue and gold this evening. 93 by the fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. 
Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Second down end goal from the 16-yard line after the false start penalty on Blake Freeland. Out of the gun goes Minshew. To the right is Zach Moss. Ball between the hash marks. Another RPO looking left is Minshew. Floats it left side to Moss. Moss to the 10. He's at the 5. Angling for the pylon. we got a flag at the end of the play. And it's no touchdown. Moss is down for the time being. He's also shaken up over on the far sideline. And it is ruled a touchdown very, very late by the far side judge. But we do have a flag. We also have Zach Moss shaken up at the end of the play. So a lot going on here. It's a horse collar penalty on the tackle supplied by Michael Walker, the linebacker, after the touchdown on the ensuing kickoff. And the Colts are on the board. It's 13-6. to There's Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts right there. And the Colts win over the Steelers. And you love, especially in the second half, how they did it. They did it in what had been known as Steeler fashion right there. That's how they did it. Offensive line shouts, being able to run the football, whether it was because Zach Moss goes out, didn't return, right? Sermon, Goodson. To run the football, grind some clock, put points on the board. Have to shut up the Steeler fans in there. You do have to give them credit because they, they do show up anywhere and everywhere. But as a friend of mine just said, when anybody ever asks why the Colts want primetime games, what you were a part of on Saturday afternoon is exactly why. When Jim Irsay gets all up and I want prime, that's exactly why. For that atmosphere, how long has it been for you? Uh, Butler back at it. Dogs had, what, California in that double overtime game last week in Saginaw Valley on Friday night. You had Georgetown to start the Big East. I believe that is the first Big East game for the Bulldogs. That's coming up tomorrow night. And then at Providence coming up on Saturday. And to start the new year at St. John's, UConn lurking at Hinkle Field House on the 5th of January, in case you're curious right there. At JMV, I was gifted some awesome seats and got to witness the greatness of ISU's Robbie Avila. I don't know. Do I call him Avila or Avila? I call him Avila most of the time, so I'll stick with that. Now, we talked to Josh Schurz, his head coach, about him, and he, he is a player. The loudness for the Purdue-Arizona game was ridiculous. Just a great crowd of Boilermaker fans for that one. My son Eli ate so much food in the suite that he said he would need to eat again for a week. Well done out of you, John. Yeah, Indiana State, a big win. 
believe our friend Brendan King is on the call with Indiana State and Tennessee State. He said that a little bit earlier. That's, uh, I think, coming up tomorrow. And Butler, getting back to Butler, Butler just kind of doing what Butler can do right now. Nothing wrong with that. All right, quick break. We'll come back. I see you guys. Matthew and Maine's going to lead on the other side. D. White's in the fold. Anthony, too. I've got an hour with me and you. I got a lot of ground to cover. Stephen Holder in the five o'clock hour. An early bail because of Pacer Hoops and Roundtable coming up for you. Five thirty. We're off the show today, so do not go anywhere. Your calls. More of my thoughts on the sports weekend, which for the most part, not in all, but for the most part, was incredibly enjoyable. Ninety-three five one zero seven five. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! (laughs) 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Trey Sermon the back left of Gardner Minshew. Drops the throw on first down. Over the middle. Got it. Caught it. And it's a touchdown. Touchdown. Mo Alley Cox. Touchdown as he walks across the goal line. Touchdown. I-N-D-Y. One play. No problem. 18 yards to the tight end. And the Colts lead 20-13. to Matt Taylor, Rick Venturi right there. Gardner Minshew, 215 and three TDs. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, and I know that there are some areas offensively, I'm sure, where would you like to see more? There's no question you don't want to see Michael Pittman Jr. taking a hit like that. And there's a lot, I'm sure, you can find. But isn't that exactly second-half-wise what you're looking for? And I'm just talking about this team. You want this team to get better. This This team is a... Pieced together far from a finished product. But with what they have right now, and considering the situation in which they're in right now, offensively, is that is that nearly, I hesitate to use the word perfect, is that about as good as you can ask for in the second half? In the second half, again, in terms of production, in terms of being able to run it, the offensive line taking over, doesn't every NFL team want to play like that? Or at least they say that we're going to run and we're going to muscle up, flex, going to own that side of the ball. Isn't that ideally exactly 
how you would love to see this Colts team offensively play game in and game out. Is that near perfect for this group? 18 of 28, 215, three TDs for Gardner Minshew. Is what's funny, too. He was like down on the list that everybody else was talking about. Again, for this group. And there's nothing wrong with that. You've got injuries. You know, clearly with a backup plan at positions. And then you consider that that offensive line the week prior against Cincinnati was somewhat a no-show. You could make an argument Bernard Ryman had his worst game, maybe one of his worst games ever at left tackle last week. Collectively, though, they did in the second half normally what Pittsburgh is known to do. They just took that thing over. That's what impressed me more than anything else. And you do. You look around the NFL and all these coaches will tell you that's exactly what they strive for right now. What you saw late in that game. Run the football, control the clock, and then make sure that you ended up putting points on the board. And I know that it wasn't seven a couple of different times, but make sure you're putting points on the board. That seemed to me to be about it. Anybody else agree? All right, 239-1070 is the number. You know, work people in. Stephen Holder, I'll ask that question coming up here in the 5 o'clock hour. Pacers Clippers tonight, again, uh, follows this show that follows roundtable, and then you get the Pacer pregame. They shall tip things up tonight at 7 o'clock, and the, the Pacers need to make amends. I don't know if they're going to be able to. We're kind of waiting word on Halliburton and Turner with a um, knee contusion for Halliburton, which kept him out of that game on Saturday, that loss, bad second half. You can kind of see that one coming in that second half in Minneapolis to the Timberwolves. And then Turner's got something called a, is it a bilateral hamstring something or other? Then they got some guys doing the G League thing. You're already down Jalen Smith and Andrew Nimhard, so I want to look at this too. I believe the Clippers are winners of seven consecutive. <laughs> that sounds like a magical evening that's about ready to transpire downtown at Cambridge Fieldhouse. I could not be more bummed. It's not about Saturday night with them. It's not about last Wednesday night with them. Not even about a week ago, Saturday against the Lakers. But that piece of crap that was Friday night, they're still not past that. Don't you think by now the real deal would be past that? I know that it's easier said than done, me sitting here saying it. That's a three-win team in Washington that ran right by them. It's a team that has been every bit as bad as Detroit. You could see the Minnesota thing coming, especially after the travel issues they had, the plane situation didn't get off the ground and, you know, didn't get to Minneapolis until Saturday afternoon. Timberwolves right now would be the one seed out west. I think we could all understand that. You understand a team like Milwaukee 
gunning for you as they were last Wednesday, but what you don't understand and what keeps you as a Pacer fan from believing is crap like that on Friday, and that's exactly what it was. There's no way around it. That's what keeps you from completely buying in. It went downhill in the second quarter, and really, they just kind of went away. The same thing over and over and over again. Straight line to the basket. No contending type of defensive hand on wide open shots. And then you give any NBA team, and especially players at that level, you get them A, an open look, or B, open looks up until they feel really good about their jumper, and then anybody out there is tough to stop. It's awful. See if they're able to make amends later on tonight. Are you a loser to Kansas on Saturday afternoon down in Bloomington? And you're embarking upon coming up here uh, once the non-conference is over. I will not call it non-con, by the way. Once the non-conference is over, you start the Big Ten, and outside of Purdue, nothing really is standing out of the Big Ten right now. So if you're asking me how IU makes up ground and is able to get to the NCAA tournament, I I don't have a path because other than being surprising and being either near the top or winning, I don't know where that path is going to be with the net. All these rating systems here, I don't know where you're going to get it. Because that thing slipped right through their fingers on Saturday. And right there. That would have people talking. That would have the uh, net rating speaking to you. Uh, Boilermakers over Arizona, my Indiana State Sycamores, now a 10-win, one-loss team as they knock off Friend of the show, Michael Lewis in Ball State in that first game of the Indy Classic. By the way, well put on a couple of games. I'm going to give a shout-out to Boilermaker fans came out. Boilermaker fans came out and loud, great atmosphere. So well done all the way around. Man, you talk about a lot of good non-conference wins. Purdue's got them stacked right now. Again, it's interesting, too. I mean, much like IU, you're going to believe it when you see it, and then Purdue fans are kind of still sitting on the threshold of, yeah, you know what, Big Ten, great, here it comes, but you wait until March. That's just where we are. But over this weekend, it wasn't great for IU, and it was uh, good and a great atmosphere at Cambridge Fieldhouse for the Boilermakers and the Sycamores, for that matter. Uh, Butler... Butler won on Friday night. Butler gets Georgetown coming up at Hinkle. I believe that is coming up tomorrow for the Butler Bulldogs. All right, 239-1070. Inside the Lounge via YouTube Live. You got the stream, the app. You got HD radio as well. Oh, yeah, Tom Allen now, the new defensive coordinator at Penn State. And for those of you asking me, does that have an effect on what he gets from IU? As a buyout, and it does not. That apparently, according to uh, Zach Osterman, something that you would expect um, that they went back and forth on prior to the signing of the buyout. So, I'm going to take over as the defensive coordinator for Penn State. 
right, 239-1070. I hear guys some calls here. The uh, state of Maine for Matthew here. Hello, Matthew. How are you? Uh, JMV, I am not well. What's happening? All right, so huge windstorm today. Right. Got no, got no power. The sun set about 11 minutes ago. It's my one night off for my second job, but you got no power, no internet outages. Still waiting on my fan hoodie from you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm a part of that equation that's in the negative right here. I got to be better than that. My apologies. Got to be better than that. So are you... um. Are you eclipsing some of your power to be on this show right now? Because that does kind of make me feel really good that you're doing that. I don't want you to do it if power obviously seems like that it's not like normalcy there. Are you okay? You okay making this yeah. call? Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm okay making the call. I got a, got a few minutes left. I can also go out and start my car and charge my car and actually get heat that way, which – I don't want to do, so I'm hoping power will be out tonight, but it's, who knows, it's a multi-day. So is, is this this effort. storm in and around Maine, especially along the coast, is it like the perfect storm situation that we saw in that movie back in 2000? The Andrea Doria type of storyline, is that what we got? Oh, God, I hope not. That movie was awful. <laughs> um, I'm not I did, I did the- feel bad, man. I felt bad for Wahlberg. He's floating around there by himself and had visions of Diane Lane floating around. I thought, man, that's salt right there in the wound of that character. Good Lord. she's He's floating around in that water endlessly, and there's Diane Lane's hot face right up. Come on. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I, luckily I'm I'm inland, but there's 340,000 of us without powers, which is half of CMP's customers. I don't even have a time frame of when it's going to be back on. Well, hang in there. We'll get that, that hoodie on the way as well, too. I kind of feel like I'm a part of uh, a Monday down cycle for you, and I don't want to be there. I don't want to be that way for you. I want to be I want to be your up dude right here. So my bad. My bad. It's all right. Hey, at least I got a Colts win and a Boilermaker win. You did. Both in downtown Indy, both at the same time, which was really weird, but great atmospheres at both. Matthew, you hang in there, okay? Okay. Matthew in Maine dealing with weather. I have not looked. I can't remember the last time I watched the weather. Is that bad? When's the last time you watched? You watched the weather? Like the Weather Channel? Yeah, this is like local weather. I mean, I, I have the little weather app on my phone, but other than yeah. that, I don't really do anything. I haven't watched it in forever. Hey, JMV, I missed you last night on Fox 59. Well, you missed me because I wasn't on there. Nobody called. Which, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, nobody called last night. I'm assuming that they were really busy. They got a lot going on. I'm always there, and I know that they you know, they make it a point to put me on so we can squash Wish TV Channel 8 with whatever they're doing, but and that's normally what happens. But, yeah, to answer your question, James, I yeah didn't get the call last night. Did not get the call out of the bullpen. I don't know what was going on. But it was all good. My friend Derek's at 239-1070 right now. Hello, Derek. How are you? Uh-oh, Derek. That's me right there. Uh, Derek, no, that's not. You take Derek over there. Did I lock it up? Sorry about that. Hey, I can't seem to do it. 
What? There it is. There we go, oh, Derek. I'm learning stuff right here. Derek, I'm sorry for that false start. Go right ahead. Uh, no problem. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic, buddy. They had a wonderful time at the game. Bullseye Event Center was awesome as usual. I went down there looking for everybody right before um, – right before well, – what time was it? I don't know. About an hour before the, hour before the game? About 1.30. I got yeah, there much later than what was planned. 1.30, 2.30. I think I went down there about 3.45 or so. I saw oh. a couple of people that I knew, but I think everybody had uh, already bailed. Yeah, we had bailed because we had on pregame on – field passes that my ticket rep had gotten for me. Right. And um, just a funny story real quick. I tried to do a – I don't know if you heard me on Jake Friday. I was trying to give away my last ticket to a fan, and Jake put it out on the Twitterverse and everything. Um, You know, tweet Derek if you want to win. Tell him you heard it on the show. And I picked one person and then didn't hear back from him. Then he said he had to work. Then I picked another person who said he wanted to go, then didn't hear back from him at all. So I (laughs) – a free t- I guess nobody wanted to hang out with me. I, I don't know. No, I don't think that's you. I mean, maybe it's just because they didn't know you very well. They should they should ask me, and I'd give them a recommendation of you. Well, Jake put a glowing recommendation out there, but okay. um, nobody. But I ended up giving it to my wife's friend. Well, he, so he's he good at that out. stuff. Uh, he's a wordsmith. In case you didn't know that. Like, I know, like, five words, but he's got – he knows more than ten. He's a lot more you, wordy you take, than I am. You take the five words and make a hundred other words like jackassery and yes, stuff like that. So yes, yes, yeah. That's just uh, – that's, that's, that's what dudes do that aren't very bright. But go ahead. Can I give you some names real quick? Yes. Uh, Kerry Collins, Andrew Luck, Matt Hasselbeck, Scott Tozine, Jacoby Brissett, Brian Hoyer, Philip Rivers, and Matt Ryan. Losing to the Steelers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Lou, when, when you had Hoy- quarterbacks that that the Colts have had, and none of them could do it, and I guess Minshew Mania is our back on and off again. Minshew Mania is back. You know, it's interesting too. You look back at the Hoyer game, and uh, Hoyer kind of let the Steelers back in, I believe, with a pick six. But that was more Adam Vinatieri. He had the uh, the missing. That was the missing season of Vinatieri right there, too, that kind of led to it. There's always been this, like, common theme. And that's why I mentioned earlier, you know, whether the personnel or the coach or whatever, there's always been this common theme. But what you saw them do, especially in the second half, that impressed me on Saturday was they did to the Steelers what the Steelers have been noted for for decades doing to other teams with their offense. And that's what most impressed me. I haven't called my dad yet. He's a Steelers fan. Ah, a little bit down, you think, maybe because of that? Yeah. Well, there are a lot of Steelers fans in that place. I was going to the game, and I was trying to get him to come up. He's been to a couple of them up here with me, but he didn't want to come, and he doesn't believe in the Steelers, so it's not. he's not surprised that they don't. How many Steelers fans do you think were in the place on Saturday afternoon? Oh, man, I, I think I've been to four of these, four or five of these games here, and I'm, it was a lot. I, I, would, I, I almost wanted to say that it was more than last time. But it was a lot of them in there waving their towels, but they were really quiet once we took the lead and ran down their throats. And it was just happy, you know, nah, 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 goodbye, everything. But they were cool with it. They were, they knew. They knew that their team is not that good, so they weren't angry about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, early on, they're fired up. Because it it, it kind of looked like the normal theme with the Colts and the Steelers early on. And they were booing once we took the lead and once – the team wasn't doing anything else. They were booing them. And I, and I don't want to take your time, but I asked one guy behind me who was the Steelers fan, yeah. and I just said, hey, man, what are your feelings on Tomlin right now? He said, um, last year they were okay with it, but this year he said, I've been the Steelers fan for a long time. I think it's time for him to go. 
Hey, how drunk was everybody there? Was everybody pretty happy and drunk and drunk and happy? You talking about my group or Not anybody in general? Just like the crowd. Oh, yeah. Was it a drunken crowd? Man, it was a very drunk. And well, the people who sit by me every week are drunk every week. <laughs> <laughs> she's drunk every week. I won't let my children sit by her because she's she's cool, but she curses too much. Oh, we got a lot of ooh, f bomb <laughs> dropping going on there. Oh yes, wow. she's cool. She's nice, but she curses a lot. So I have to let my kids sit on her. You know, I, I, I curse. I curse a lot too, but just not like openly in public like that. Oh, I, I curse a lot. Up, she says it. <laughs> like I miss jump shots, and the, the f bomb's the first thing that crawls out of the mouth. Right there is that. That's but amazing. You do radio, and you never drop one of them. Easy. Kind of knock on wood on this, Derek, man. Because again, you're dealing with somebody that's not very smart. Remember that here. All right, I don't have a lot between this microphone and this little little piece of brain right here. This working. You're selling yourself short, Dan B. My man, I appreciate. It. I'm glad you had a great time. All right, thank you, man. Seriously. I never see this, and I'm sure that it happens. They have their own little drunk tank down there. Anybody been in that drunk tank there? Because that was like a, a prime time game. Not literally in prime time, but figuratively speaking, a prime time game to get somebody thrown into the Lucas Oil Stadium drunk tank. You know, if you jack around and you get, get in a fight or something like that, none of which we want to see. The old drunk tank. All right, Robert's at 239-1070. Hello, Robert. How are you? Hey, JMB. How you doing? Great to hear from you, Robert. Go ahead. Hey, I got a little DirecTV tor- uh, story for you. Oh, you great. You talked about DirecTV a week or two ago. So I live out uh, west of Brownsburg, about 25 minutes on a highway. Come home one day. It's like, hey, what you guys, workers are, hey, we're laying fiber optic. Great. When are we going to get it? Uh, a couple weeks. So... I just got hooked up to fiber optic this last weekend. Now, mind you, I've had tile up until about five years ago when I got Uber. thought I was in the 21st century. So now here comes fiber. So Sunday night, I flip on DirecTV. Now, a couple weeks ago, I thought I recorded a game. When I go to play it, there's DirecTV on there. You know, they're pissing on your leg telling you it's raining. Oh, blame it on them. Blame it on you. Yeah, whatever. Screw you. Yeah. You know, I'm sick right. of it. Oh, yeah. So, yep. so, so same thing. Channel uh, Sunday Night Football, got the DirecTV. It's like, all right, I got my cable hooked up today. I go to stream. I got a free 30-day cable from Spectrum. I go to stream it, watch the game, and life is good. So now I can give a big double F you to DirecTV. Yeah. I'm probably going to cut the satellite, go with Spectrum Cable. Not sure yet because they say DirecTV's got the best sports package, and I'm addicted to DVR, all that kind of stuff. But anyway, you talked about that a couple weeks ago, and you're pissed off about it. Everybody's no, I am. No, I, and I, I am still. And I have DirecTV. I've had it for 20, 23 years, and I say this all the time. There, There is nothing perfect, and I'm certainly not going to vouch for them because they screw me over just like anybody else will screw me over. And they're screwing me over right now. So's WTHR. Yeah. So I've I've told oh. them both. I've told them both to go piss off because of that. <laughs> so yes. Yeah, but that, that it was just it was like it's like damn did karma finally come back to me once? <laughs> <laughs> one time, man. Soak it up. Yeah, Embrace like, that one time, Robert. I was loving it. I was loving it. Hey, man, great show. That's a quick thing. You talking about the f bombs? Bullshit. Quick story. Westfield, uh, Grand Park. I found a baseball league about five or six years ago. It's for us guys that are forty-eight and over. Been playing in it six years, and I think I set a record last year. I was playing center field. I missed the ball. I get back to the dugout, and they're like, talk about all my – you heard that clear out there? 
But anyway, <laughs> if there's anybody out there 48 and over that loves playing baseball Tuesday nights, it's a Hoosier Adult Baseball League. We got six teams. It's awesome. And it's a lot of fun, and it's a real league. So if you want to hang up your basketball, come play some baseball, we'd, we'd have you on our team, JMB. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate that, man. That's very nice of you. Yeah. Hey, I, cuss words, cuss words, like, are a release. I just don't – I wouldn't be doing that in public, and I wouldn't be doing it at a game in public around people or anything like that. But in a gym full of a couple of dentists and a couple of dudes that can't play and other guys, if I miss a jumper, then I'm likely to do it. Right? Or if I'm alone, I'm likely to do it. But, yeah, not or not around a group of people or anything like that, I wouldn't be. Or certainly not at a, a Colts game like on Saturday. I wouldn't do that. Quick break. We'll come back. If you're on hold, I'll get to you. Um, my vacuum caught on fire this morning. You want to hear that story, James? You ever have a vacuum catch on fire? I'll tell you what. They are so expensive, they last for about five seconds. Vacuums. Really? My vacuum seriously caught on fire. Smoked the entire house up. I definitely want to hear on the story. On fire vacuum. Absolutely. And not in a good way. Like, not like my vacuum's on fire, man. Look at it, sucking up everything. Hey, sucking up. No, my vacuum caught on fire because it caught on fire. Bad, bad, bad story. Quick break. We got the Colts review. We've got a lot more for you coming up. Stephen Holder, 5 o'clock hour, 93.51075, the fan. Life is full of things to manage your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. I am the cream here, the cream of the crop, and there is no one that does it better. 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. Darnell Washington, the rookie tied in out of Georgia to the right side. RPO, Trubisky rolling to the right, setting up, taking a shot downfield. The ball is fluttering in the air, and it's picked off by the Colts. It's Nick Cross. Cross on the return, 20, 25, and is decked short of the 30-yard line. It's a takeaway for the Colts defense and the first career interception for the safety, Nick Cross. Matt Taylor on the call, fluttering in the air with that Trubisky throw right there. Yeah, defensively, Nick Cross, his biggest play as a member of that Colts defense. And, man, the Colts had ownership. I mentioned the offensive side of the things in the trenches, but also defensively. Four sacks. The Colts have 46 now, which I believe is tied in terms of the Indy era going back to 84 with – seasons of 89 and then 2005 of course that 2005 season with Mathis and Freeney had nearly half of the sacks that were produced for this Colts defense that season but getting after the quarterback is what they're doing and had ownership really of both sides of the football in the trenches 
and we probably have not given enough credit to Gardner Minshew, but he was really good. This is something that PFF comes up with. It's called turnover-worthy plays. I'm not going to get too far down in the geekdom here for you, but again, it's something that you'll like because it's um, a positive for your favorite team. So this is one where you're going to think the guys at PFF are genius and not living in their parents' basement. So evidently, Minshew did not turn the ball over, and he had 28 attempts that were graded by pro football focus as turnover-worthy plays, which means he was making plays and not making mistakes. 18 of 28, 215, three TDs. Maybe the biggest play, make this argument, that 42-yarder to Michael Pittman Jr., that's the biggest play right there? And he put it right there. So give a shout to Gardner Minshew, who had just an outstanding game on Saturday afternoon in that Colts win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. We've got uh, Stephen Holder, as usual, ESPN, coming up at the top of the hour. Remember, 5.30, we're out of here. And then we get uh, Colts Roundtable, followed by the Pacer pregame. Clippers and the Pacers coming up right here a little bit later on. Anthony is at 239-1070 right now. Hello, Anthony. Hey, John. It's uh, it's Anthony with Car X Auto Service. Hello, Anthony. Long time no conversation. Thank you right. and your Car X folks and our friend Joe Childers for keeping me and everybody else in central Indiana winter road ready. Thank you. Hey, no problem. Hey, I got two things for you. Number you one, it. I... I heard you saying that uh, that you don't have anything to give away, and it's not as exciting as as tickets or or anything fun like that. But I I think I can talk Mr. Childers into getting some oh, yeah. old changes old changes that might make some good stocking stuffers for some listeners around this time of year. And uh, I'll I'll get coordinated with him, and we'll get you. Some yes, that is a heck of an idea right there. Because if there's any, you know me. With 333K plus on the truck right now, I'm one that's into maintaining. In fact, Mike Mike down at uh, US 31 and um, and Stop 11 over there did the once-over a couple of weeks ago on the truck. 333K right now, so I'm into maintaining, for real. Fantastic. Hey, I, the, the one other thing I had, did you see the, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks played uh, the Houston Rockets last night? And at the end of the game... Uh, with under a minute to go, Dylan Brooks gets ejected. Yep. And and then the Rockets coach gets ejected. Yep. Well, the the Bucks announcers on the call said, "Well, I've never seen that happen with a minute to go in the game before. It that that must be some kind of record." And the other announcer says, "They'll probably take the game ball." Oh yeah, that's Marcus Johnson. That would have been Marcus Johnson. Marcus Johnson is still digging. Still, still, and and you know what? That was Anthony. That was so much better. You got so much of a better feeling that the Pacers got so much. They were so salty about the Pacers until the Pacers went out Friday night and looked like they did on Friday night in Washington. 
And, but, uh, and that just, unfortunately for me, that just erases everything. And we're kind of back to, all right, who is this team? You know, maybe one night they'll show up and play well. Maybe another night they won't. But they have now five stinky losses to five bad teams that a good team just simply cannot let happen, especially four of which are at home. But no, I agree. It is clear. This is not the player, mind you. I mean, this is the television network that we're talking about. But it was clear last week that the Pacers did something in those two previous wins that really stuck with Milwaukee, and that was good. And then, unfortunately, the Pacers followed that up with uh, a clunker, a big clunker in, in D.C. on Friday. Most definitely they do. Okay, right, I'll tell Joe. And I'll, you got, I'll get to those, uh, those changes. Okay. You got it. Everybody around here will love that. Absolutely. Thank you, Anthony, right there. They will love maintaining that road readiness, courtesy of CarX. Trying to figure that out right there. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's I think it's a combination of me kind of jacking around whether it's over here and then you doing it over there, I think, is what happens. I've never done that before. I normally just kind of hit it, right, with the phone. Like, I, if I hit that one right now, nothing's going to happen because it's not plugged in. <laughs> I also think it's the phones, though. I don't I don't think it's just you. I think the phones are weird over here. You're going to give me a break on this, huh? Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to give you a pass. Thanks, man. Yeah, I need a good pass. In case you missed it, too, DeMonte Casey done for the rest of the season for repeated violations of unnecessary roughness rules. So he was the one that cracked Michael Pittman Jr. that looked really bad. So he is done for the season and done without pay. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I saw this too. Mike Chappell is retweeting this from Mike Mitchell. Yeah, regarding, I don't know what to tell my safeties anymore. I guess just let them catch it. If I were a wide receiver, I would dive for every catch. I would ensure no contact in a completed pass. Playing deep safety is today's NFL. Where rules are made mostly by people who have never played is tough. I love Pittman to life. Before you guys go crazy, I'm all for the player safety and making the game safer. And better for the current players, I watch my best friend get paralyzed playing this game. I was just saying it's in- extremely tough to play safety in today's league. Uh, JMV, this is from Skivvy's quote, it was a good time. I lived on a lake. It was a good time. It was. Yeah, that's Paul George with Tyrese Halliburton. A lot of people believe that Paul George coming into town with the Clippers tonight, Clippers winners of seven straight, is somebody that they would like to see reemerge on this Pacers roster. It seems like it, in terms of thinking about Siakam or Ananobi, it seems like that that is a lot more of a possibility than Paul George. And the other thing is too, I know a lot of people got fired up about what they watched. I think it was Halliburton and was it Carl Anthony Towns whispering into his ear after the game on Sunday or check that Saturday night. Yeah, I don't know if you can look that far into anything right there. Matter of fact, I wouldn't. If you're Carl Anthony Towns, why would you not want to stay where you are? They got something nice going there right now. That's a good team. Carl Anthony Towns. Anthony Edwards. 
That is a good team. Got a little mix, too. Mike Connolly Jr. is a part of that, too. Little veteran guard. Gobert. Gobert is there for the defense. Seems like he's maybe clear of a lot of things that have haunted, hung over Gobert in his lifetime. So, yeah. Why would you want to go anyplace else would be beyond me. We shall see. It's funny. When you think about it with the Pacers and making moves – they're supposed to dictate, I think, the terms on this, and they're not following suit. They didn't Friday night at all, and I know I'm harping on Friday night, but that's, to me, Saturday, I can understand. Going back to Wednesday, you understand Friday night, there is no excuse. Zero. And this team itself will dictate the tempo of which this organization takes on where it feels it should be going quicker or if it can just kind of sit back and wait because how much better are you going to get? How much better with this group are you actually going to get? And let me tell you this, losing to teams like the Wizards and the Raptors and the Hornets and the Bulls and the Blazers, that is not going to do a great deal on getting everybody fired up to make major moves before the trade deadline because they believe this team to be something more than maybe what it is. Those are the type of games where you're going to get a front office to stand down and look more of the longer term, and you've known me long enough, the hell with the longer term. I want the right now. We're always about the longer term around here. I want nights like Saturday, late afternoon, Saturday evening around here. I want that. But it's going to be up to this team to prove it, prove that they're worthy. And a game like Friday night in Washington completely subtracts from that. If you're on hold, I'll get to you. I am going to be out on Wednesday. Now, Derek Schultz is going to be in for me. I turned 54 years of age on Saturday. And just about the same time, lost um, an incredibly close friend from where I'm from and have known basically since I was born um, at the age of 54. My friend, Danny Wilson, who I have known again forever, grown up with, me and our friends always together, in little situations where you're at you know, his house or his grandparents' house or vice versa, play basketball. My first off-the-bus car ride to school was in his 72 Chevy Nova. Again, just a myriad, it's a myriad of memories that I have. And you know, 54 is just way, way, way too early. And I am going to step out and pay some massive respects to somebody, again, that I've grown up with and have known all my life. And I know, really, when you look at Eastern Green in terms of the 1980s, foundationally speaking, he was, he was, one, of those, he was one of those pillars. I mean, we're all pretty tight-knit, right, because it's a, a small place, a small community, even smaller back then than it is right now. But that that one that is incredibly tough to get over, and I know that um, a lot of you out there completely understand what I'm talking about because you have had 
um, either recently or maybe a little bit longer term, something similar happened to you. So, yeah, you, you live, you know, for the moments of embracement and, and enjoyment, and then unfortunately you get it mixed in with uh, circumstances like this. So Derek Schultz will be in for me coming up on Wednesday, and as usual, Derek will be absolutely fantastic. And Derek, thank you very much again on a quick turnaround right there for coming in for me. That's Derek Schultz in here on Wednesday. Quick break, we'll come back. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. He's my best friend. He's my pal. He's my homeboy. My rotten soldier. He's my sweet cheese. My good time boy. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. First and 10 call to the 26-yard line in their own territory. Going left to right. Down by 13 to 7 on the margin here. They throw it over the middle. Wide open. There's Montgomery. Yards after the catch. Still going. And he's rolled up into plus territory. Down to the Steeler 40-yard line. And the Colts quickly call for a timeout. There's the big play for DJ Montgomery. Hey, welcome back. That's Matt Taylor right there. DJ Montgomery was big, too. I know he had a drop in that game, but also uh, had a couple of big catches, no doubt about that. This guy's stepping up. Guy stepping up against the Steelers in that win this past Saturday. And 30-13 was the final. But even more so than that, the crowd in Lucas Oil Stadium, you guys are great. You can tell that you have been chomping at the bit forever for a game like that there. Got down early, and then the Colts in the second half did exactly what the Steelers normally do. And really, all the way around, it was fantastic. Truly, it was. All the way around. You know, I mentioned Gardner Minshew last segment. You know, other than early success, and he thought the worst, you know, lessen T.J. Watt's impact, especially when you're able to run the football like that in the second half, keep control of the clock. Michael Pittman Jr. is, again, in concussion protocol. Now, what is going on around the Colts, and in particular with the Jacksonville Jaguars? Uh, Trevor Lawrence, with that loss last night by the Jags to the Ravens, he's in concussion protocol. That happened after the game. C.J. Stroud remains last check in concussion protocol for the Texans, but Case Keenum got the win for the Texans in Nashville yesterday. A lot didn't go to what you would want as a Colts fan right around the Colts yesterday. But what was even better than right and exactly what you were looking for is this Colts team that you just take care of what you can take care of. 
Atlanta, Vegas, and Houston. And who knows? Now maybe you got another freeway open to, dare I say, host a playoff home game. Are you kidding me? Get another bullseye event too? I'm all for that. Big weekend it was. Bill is at 239-1070. Hello, Bill. How are you? JMV, how you doing this week, Fantastic. Man? Great to see you last week, Bill. As always, man, it's always a pleasure to be there, and I got an extra bounce in my step because of a nice Colts uh, yes, you do. Uh, victory yesterday. Uh, I tell you, this Atlanta game kind of worries me. I mean, Atlanta uh, coaching chaos. Uh, they're changing quarterbacks. The whole team's in disarray, and sometimes that can mean a track game, trap game if you're – you know, if you don't go down there with the right kind of attitude, but uh, you know, I think the Colts are gonna uh, are gonna continue to do well, and looking forward to it. But as far as the Pacers go, you know, you got to get somebody that a big guy that can fill one of those lanes because because if if the Washington game showed anything, all you got to do is spread the Pacers out and just leave Miles on an island, and 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 you can also pull him outside too. So no, I agree with you on that. I I do I do agree with you on that. They they need somebody with a little bit more muscle and yeah, can add to that, add to the glass work on both ends too. No, you're right about that. Yeah, maybe, maybe we can get LaSalle Thompson to come out of uh, to come out of retirement. But uh, anyway, we, man, everybody needs to come up to Twin Peaks on Friday because yep. there's no better place to spend the Friday before uh, before Christmas than at Twin Peaks. Vegas tickets up there for you, Billy. I'll see you on Friday at Twin Peaks on a Bud Light Blue Friday. Man, the Christmas time is always awesome, Billy. Thank you very much. Quick break. We'll come back. Stephen Holder of ESPN will go over that Saturday win and what's going on around the Colts and the AFC. He joins us next. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, Ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. We have the Holy Hand Grenade. Yes, of course. The Holy Hand Grenade of Antioch. Right. One, two, five. Three, sir. Three. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Tight into the right, and that is Mo Alley-Cox. Also, Kylan Granson into the ball game as well. So two tight ends right. Minshew in the pocket. Here comes the pressure. Stands in there, throws Got up it. field. Caught. Got There's it. the five. It's a touchdown for the Colts. This time they get in and it's DJ Montgomery. Great he dropped throw. one in the end zone of the prior possession. This time he gets in and the Colts have tied the game now at 13 apiece with 22 seconds to go. No, that was big. That's Matt Taylor. That's Rick Venturi, the call on the Colts radio network. 
30-13, the final on Saturday. They beat the Steelers. Colts now 8-6. and six. And, again, as we told you last week, that was a must-win situation. You consider where they would be with a loss compared to where they are right now. You get Atlanta, Vegas, and Houston to close out. You win, and, and you're golden. And, obviously, it's going to be magnified. It kind of feels like that Houston game is going to be it at the end of the season. But with everything else going on around you, maintaining, starting with Atlanta coming up on Christmas Eve, is job number one. Meantime, of the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline from ESPN, ESPN.com, Stephen Holder joined us. I felt that second half with Minshew and the offensive line, the running game, and all that it entailed was as near perfect for this group as anybody could ask for offensively. Would you agree? Yeah, I would. And and funny enough, it came a week after they were all an absolute disaster in Cincinnati. So I'm not sure what it says about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm afraid that it's not positive, <laughs> but – that's that's a separate matter. Let's talk about the Colts. I mean, I, I really think, I, in fact, I told Ryan Kelly, we were having a conversation after the game, and I, I mentioned to him, I said, you know, that kind of felt like 2019. If you remember that year, Luck had just walked out the door, and so the, the philosophy was very clear. It was, all right, we got to go and, and run this ball as much as we can and, and keep – and, and keep things in a manageable situation for Jacoby Brissett. I, I thought they did that for much of the year, particularly the first half of that season. And that's what that felt like. I mean, I remember, wasn't it that year, I believe there was a game in Houston where uh, the Colts were down. Marlon Mack might have been hurt, I think. Jonathan Williams, I believe, started that game, if, if anybody even remembers who that yep. is. And, and they actually... Uh, ran at will that night. Uh, I think it was a primetime like Thursday night game. So it felt like that, you know? So Jonathan Taylor's out and uh, Zach Moss goes down in the second quarter and they just, they just keep rolling guys out there and the offensive line kept winning blocks. So uh, really, really impressive performance. Um, I always go back and try to try to give people a flavor of what happened in the game. I didn't do it a lot this week, but I did, post a clip on my Twitter if you want to look at it as a listener. Uh, I think it was yesterday. You can scroll through my tweets, and you'll see the 31-yard run uh, that they had, I believe, in the fourth quarter. Absolutely impeccable execution. Like, amazing execution. That's what you do right there. I I thought that given the circumstances and who we're talking about in this group, offensively speaking, that is about as 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 perfect as you can play. And I remember a game, and I can't remember what year it is. It was the basically a week after they traded for Trent Richardson and Ahmad Bradshaw, and the Colts played in San Francisco. And with that regime, what they'd always talked about, they wanted to do offensively. I think that was like the only time they ever did it um, in in that particular definition. I thought that that was as perfect offensively as that group could have played then. That's kind of how I felt yesterday. I'm just kind of considering mm-hmm. who they have available, who's playing, yep. who isn't. But yeah, yes, I should say Saturday, especially in that second half, again, I felt was as near perfect as that group could be. Yeah, and I, I kind of extolled the the offensive line in my, my previous 
statement or the, the previous question you asked me, but I, I do want to make sure that we give Gardner Minshew his credit yeah. because I think for him, what I worry about is him finding the balance between aggressiveness and, and making mistakes or playing clean, I should say. He has struggled at times to find that balance. So if you go back and you look at the, the games in which he has put up the big numbers this year, you know, when they've had 300-plus yards passing, which they've had a few times, in those games, what happened? Turnovers, right? This time, now, the numbers were not as big, granted, but he was extremely efficient, threw for a fair amount of yards for the, for the number of attempts that he threw. And so I thought they got very good and efficient production out of the passing game and, and took some shots down the field, but did it without making a mess. And that's what you got to do. I mean, they're a team that can't afford that, right? They, they don't have necessarily the same explosiveness as some of these elite teams, but if they play clean, you know, they, they can make some plays on defense and they have a formula. There's a formula there that's pretty clear. But the formula does not include Gardner Minshew going out and turning it over three times. So, so that was the game right there. That was the formula and on display. And I think they got it, man. They, I don't know whether they can do it every week, but, but we know it's achievable because now we've seen it a few times now. Stephen Holder of ESPN, ESPN.com. Colts 30-13 over the Steelers, 8-6 and six in the playoff picture, but still need to win the rest of the schedule with you in a minute. Zach Moss went out, didn't return. It was Trey Sermon, a former third-round selection, by the way. Tyler Goodson, who I rarely had much, if anything, leading up until that point. Both listen, were absolutely – Listen, I had, I had to ask the PR yeah. staff to introduce us in the locker room. <laughs> That's good. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I had no idea what the hell that guy looked like. <laughs> okay. Go he was he was almost six and a half per carry on those runs for sixty nine yards. That that was such a big deal Saturday. It was crazy. I mean, that to me is an indication that that your system is 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 solid. You know, because as much as look, we should give the running backs credit. Don't get me wrong. Like like Sermon made made some good runs. And I thought Goodson actually made some some good runs as well, and I thought displayed really good speed. Um, he's a guy to watch, I think. You know, going forward, frankly, you know, they, they you always need depth at that position. And I think they have more depth than I give them credit for, frankly. But anyhow, but still, to plug a guy in, or two guys like that, to plug them in, and to not see a drop off in production, that tells me that that they're executing the blocks that. They they had the upper hand in the trenches for sure on on Saturday. And if they do that, because I think this offensive line has generally played pretty well this year. I, I think all things considered, they have played well. You know, they've had some injuries, they've had to work around, but even in spite of all of that, I would say on the whole, I like the way they have played. If they can keep trending in this direction and and trending toward where they once were. Because, look, that's what this team was built on a few years ago. And I think they lost that edge, man. They lost it. And they're, this is as close as they've been to re- recapturing that, as I've seen in a long time. I, I don't think we – we hadn't really seen it, I don't think, since, I don't know, going into that Jacksonville game in 2021. 
that was the day they lost it. And I hadn't seen it since before this year. So, so all positive. That offensive line can take you a long way. It's a Stephen Holder who joins us. It, it can. And, and really, for them to get the maximum out of where they are and where they hope to be, it, it has to. It really does. Yeah. Now, in, in terms of, of coming back, what's your expectation for Jonathan Taylor? Does he reemerge this weekend down in Atlanta? I think there's a chance. You know, I think uh, Wednesday will tell us more. You know, does he get out there on a limited basis? And we'll see. The, the problem is he's missed, what, uh, three games? So uh, I think that's right. Yeah. So so the problem is, you know, you, you worry about is he in football shape? Not that he would be completely out of shape. It's not like he's been laying on the couch. But, you know, you haven't taken a hit in three weeks. You have a hand injury. That you know, raises some, some questions and that makes you uncomfortable, you know, from a ball security standpoint. So I just think they got to be really sure if he gets back in practice this week, that's one thing, but getting on the field and playing is a whole different question. I I don't know where this is going to go. All I'm saying is they have to be sure, you know, because they're talking about ball security. I mean, we've already seen like they, they are capable of running the ball, now, it hadn't been pretty the previous two weeks, so I'm not sure where the hell that came from. <laughs> but uh, in terms of running the ball, they had not been pretty the, the previous two weeks without Jonathan Taylor. So I give them credit for, for bouncing back. Um, hopefully they can keep that going if he misses another game. But as I said, look, they have displayed that they have the ability to do it without him. So if it's not there, I don't think you can push it. There is a pretty good chance – Zach Moss will go. He's going to try to go as it stands here today. Uh, he told me after the game, it sounded like he, he could have tried to play if the result was more in doubt. But given the fact that the other guys were playing well and, and that the score got a little lopsided, there was no need to push it. Uh, his problem was, Zach said, uh, he was having some issues um, you know, have, with strength in that right arm carrying the football. So I, I got the sense it might have been a stinger kind of deal. So we'll see how that progresses over the course of the week. I hesitate to ask because nobody knows, but uh, any feel regarding Michael Pittman Jr.? No, no way to know. I, I, I would say two days in a row, immediately after the game and yesterday, Shane Steichen was, was very positive about about how he was doing. Now, I don't know if that is – I don't know what that means in context. Does that mean, well, for a guy who just nearly got decapitated, he's doing pretty good? Yeah. Or does it mean, hey, you know what? He's not really in that bad a shape. Maybe it wasn't I, – I don't like the term mild concussion because I think that is an awful term because, uh, you know, if you got a brain injury, it's a freaking brain injury, right? But, but there are degrees – you know, there, there are degrees and, and also people recover differently. So who knows? Uh, there, there's always the chance. I mean, he would not be the first player to come back and play one week later. He did have an extra day. So he's got eight days. We'll just have to see. Um, but he would be a big loss. No doubt about it. Um, they really had to adjust the, the receiver roles in his absence on on Saturday, you know, I, I think immediately after he went out, you might recall Alec Pierce moved over to his spot and you saw him run 
uh, sort of a, a hard slant and get a ball in traffic there. You know, not the type of route that we see him run a lot of. So I think he was, you know, kind of assuming that role with Pittman. And then later on, you saw other guys mix in there as well. So uh, they, they have to kind of piecemeal it together without Michael Pittman, just because A, he gets so many targets and B, his, his role and those routes that he runs, they are really uh, featured in the offense. They're, they're just really uh, at the core of what they do. So big, that'll be a big storyline this week. It, was that the best we have seen both the offensive line and the defensive line play together in one game? That could be. Because I, I, I was, I was trying to think about a time when collectively both yeah. sides of that football up front played at that high a level, and I couldn't think of one. Well, you know, let, let's say at, at minimum it was definitely high on the list. And, and what, we, what you can take away from that is, first of all, I, I mean, to do it against the Pittsburgh Steelers, look, I get it. I get it. The Steelers are not a good team this year. I, I know they have a – I know their record doesn't suggest that they're some terrible team, but I mean, you can look at them and see they're not a good football team. And, but the one thing you can always say about the Steelers is those guys are tough. Like they're lunch. They're a lunch pail team. They reflect their coach and his demeanor. They always do, even when they're not that good. And I just think there's something, you know, symbolic about the Colts going in there and, and basically beating the Steelers at their own game, basically knocking their teeth out, kicking their teeth in. You know, that, that's what they did. And I, I just – I think as a Colts fan, you have to really relish in that. Number one, you never beat this team. <laughs> okay, like never. That's the first thing, for whatever that's worth. And then secondly, as I said, that is the way – that's what the Steelers have historically done to people. They've just beat you up and you feel like you were in a, a, a fist fight. Well – the Colts brought the fist fight this time, so I mean you got to love that. No, no question about it. No, I agree, and that they very much did in the second half what notoriously the Steelers have done to them over an incredibly lengthy losing streak. Yeah, I mean, how many times did we see Andrew Luck get put on his tail against the Steelers? As good as he was, right? <laughs> he got very used to to hitting that turf when he played the Steelers. Uh, do you remember there was a game? I, I'm not going to try to remember what year, but this was, this was the most uh, symbolic image of Colts and Steelers. I feel like in my time in this town, the past 10 years, Brian Hoyer game. I, well, no, no, there, that was, that was a doozy too. I but. thought that, that that was somewhat symbolic too, for maybe <laughs> negative reasons. Yeah, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, there was a, there was a play and I don't remember the year, but there was a play in which Andrew Luck, through an interception, basically laying on his back in the end zone. He, he tried to throw the ball as he was, as he was getting knocked over and it kind of went, you know, sort of errantly up in the air and was intercepted. And it was like some Carson Wentz type of stuff, man. I mean, it was, (laughs) but that's, that's what happened when you played the Steelers with this team, man. So I don't know. Maybe it's a different day. Yeah, that, it um, yeah, it was it was good to see, and you could tell, you could tell by that crowd and mm-hmm. that atmosphere is exactly what they've been longing for—just something you know like something? that. And the Colts gave it to them. You know something that I think is really critical too. I wondered, I wondered after the Cincinnati game. You know how it would affect them mentally. Now, I wasn't afraid that they would 
they wouldn't, you know, punch back because I think Steichen has instilled something in this team. Shane Steichen, his, his, the attitude that he brings, I think is really important. So I wasn't doubting it. At the same time, show me, don't tell me, right? You, you got to step up. And, and I don't care what you say, what your words on Monday and Tuesday, I don't care. doesn't mean anything. So what I would say is, you know, they came back and, and they played with confidence. So you go in that locker room and you talk to those young running backs and well, uh, Trey Sermon is not even that young, but, but certainly Goodson's young and the young receivers and what have you. And you just hear this confidence, you know, and, and that's the part that I really love because one of the things that, that you got to do when, when you don't have a savior on your team, okay, and by that I mean you don't have Patrick Mahomes. You know, you don't have a, a guy you can just say, okay, we're, we're going to put our fate in your hands. Go save us. They don't have that. So what you got to do is you got to get it from everybody. Everybody's got to step up. And so I remember talking to DJ Montgomery in the locker room, and, you know, he had this, this ugly drop in the end zone. Everyone saw it. I mean, at that moment, you're thinking, okay, this guy has no business being on this football field. <laughs> and, and honestly, his, his resume suggests that he doesn't have any right being out there. Okay. This guy has been out of the, been out of college, I think four years, hasn't done anything in the NFL, like nothing. And so anyhow, he gets another shot and he comes back. And so I asked him, I said, you know, do you know if you're really ready before the moment? Cause he said, no, I, I believe I was ready. I said, how do you know? He said, no, you know what? You don't know. You really don't. And he says, but I, you just have to have a confidence within you that, that when that opportunity comes, you know, you're not going to fumble it, you know, no pun intended. And he did, <laughs> but, but as I said, they have this, this mentality about them, the Colts, that not, they're not phased by anything. And I, I just, that's something you got to love about this team. They're not phased by any negative or any positive for that matter. And, and the guy was headstrong and came back and made a huge play. So anyway, all the credit in the world. How good has Shane Steichen been this season in terms of, talking about him as coach of the year where should that conversation begin he's a hell of a coach man like we don't have to sugarcoat this or like you know sort of suggest it we we don't have to do any of that the guy is a hell of a coach he has two things I, i just mentioned the mentality that he's instilled i think that's like huge that's a huge part of this but then you combine that with the fact that schematically what him and Jim Bob Cooter are doing offensively is off the charts. Like it's off the charts. I mean, the, you look at Pittsburgh's skilled position players. I mean, they've got guys like Deontay Johnson and George Pickens out there and they can't even, they can't even put a sentence together on offense. You know what I mean? And I get that their quarterback is, is a bad quarterback situation, but I mean, it's not like the Colts are out there playing with, you know, 2008 Peyton Manning, I mean, come on, right? So I don't even think you have to make a distinction there. I mean, they're both playing with suboptimal quarterback situations. And yet, why are the Colts getting so much more out of their offense? Why is that? I, it's a big part of it is what is happening in terms of who's pushing the buttons. There's no doubt about it. And, and, and I'm just telling you, there's, there's kind of a, there's just kind of a, a sense of confidence in that locker room, you know, I, and, and then when they lose, even there's not a, a sense of man, you know, 
maybe we're not that good or, or a sense of disappointment. Not eh, that's the wrong word. A sense of, we don't know what happens, you know, like bewilderment. Like sometimes that happens in Cincinnati. The sense I got in the locker room was they were pissed off. They were like, man, that wasn't us. We don't do that. And that ain't going to happen again. So I don't know, man. I mean, it's just, none of this is a promise that, that anything in particular is going to happen. Right. I mean, who knows what happens on Sunday? All I'm telling you is that from, you know, from, from nearly 20 years of being in these locker rooms, you get a vibe and you, I can read teams, I think fairly well, or at least you can learn something from, from reading the team. And there's, there's something unique about this team's disposition. And as I said, when you couple that with, uh, the offensive acumen and, and look, you know, Gus Bradley has had some moments this year too, up and down, but, but he's had some moments as well. Uh, what you get when you couple all that together is a really good product. You just get some of what we witnessed on Saturday to show up and be more consistent because yeah. this has been a roller coaster. I mean, all you have to do is look back at the last two weeks. I mean, it was dismal. We thought the worst last week and this week. Now it's the best. It is a roller coaster, but it's just if anything you take away from Saturday can be projected to consistency to close out the regular season, then they're looking good combining that with the teams that they're playing. But, you know, they're also capable of playing, playing down in these situations too, as we've seen. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I mean, we saw that against teams like the Patriots and the, the Panthers. Both of those teams have very underrated defenses, to be clear. And I think we, we probably didn't give them enough credit uh, off of those two games. Now, the Colts won both of those, but, but it was tough sledding, man. It was tough, tough, tough sledding. I mean, they could not move the ball, really, for the most part, in either game. But – so, yeah, it has been uh, kind of all over the place, but I think that's to be expected because, you know, the, the consistent teams are generally the teams that have more talent. Let's just be honest. And, and they often will have a talent deficit at times against other teams. I'm not saying they're not good. They have a lot of good players, uh, but, but there are some spots sometimes where, where they're at a, at a disadvantage. Uh, quarterback sometimes being one of them. So there's not much you can do about that as a coach, as an organization in the moment. There's nothing you can do about that. And what you've got to do is you've got to overcome it in other ways. And so that's where you scheme things up, you know, to, to get the best out of your players. And they, they have been doing that. I give them a lot of credit. So, but you're right. But the, the lack of consistency, I just think it's a reflection of where they are in their roster build. I mean, they're not quite there yet, right? They're, they're going to have some games where, you know, it's going to be tough for them. And that's just what it is. So I don't think it's surprising, but it's probably to be expected. Stephen Older of ESPN and ESPN.com on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Always a pleasure. Hey, have a great Christmas. We'll talk with you coming up. Will we talk? With, no, we're not on next Monday, are we? Yeah, Monday's Christmas, right? Yeah, so All when right. am I going to talk to you? Tuesday? Tuesday, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I'm around. I'm yeah. around. Hit me up. Hit me we'll up. We'll do that next Tuesday. Have a great Christmas with you and the family, okay? All right, same to you. It's uh, Stephen Holder of ESPN and ESPN.com of the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline right there. Yeah, Monday's Christmas. Christmas Eve, I'll be doing the Colts pregame huddle. And that'll walk you up to the Falcons and uh, the Colts from down in Atlanta. Man, it's interesting. You look around at the quarterback leaders of these teams all vying 
for playoff position of the AFC. It is incredible. By the way, Tyrese Halliburton tonight against the Clippers will play. Miles Turner tonight with the Clippers will not play. Hey, Eddie, is, is Tice active tonight too? Can Tice like go up over to the other locker room and play where he started the season tonight? They, they may need that. I don't know. Maybe. That's coming up after Colts Roundtable. James, great job. Thank you all. Thank you all for the birthday wishes this weekend. You guys, as always, made it extra special for me turning 54. And again, I can't thank you enough for that and hanging out here every day from 3 until 6 on 93.5 and 107.5. The fan, Matt Taylor and the gang, Colts Roundtables. Next. Hey, fans, want new flooring and want it now. March is the time to buy at Floors to Your Home. Right, Brian Kahn? It really is, JMV. We have the state's largest selection of new flooring in stock. And we've just received additional truckloads of new hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. So we're marking everything down. Brian, I'm looking at some of your incredible deals. We always sell up to 50% off those big box stores. But for a limited time, you can get new flooring starting at just 80 cents a square foot. 80 cents a square foot? That's incredible. That's three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof starting under $350 at Floors to Your Home. And you can get it right now. We have over 1,200 styles in stock. Floors to Your Home is the place for the lowest prices anywhere in Indiana. I'm doing my whole house. Three very convenient locations. Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who has the lowest prices on flooring? Floors to Your Home. That's who.